Who framed Mary Magdalene? I ask the question because millions of people believe Mary was a prostitute. Who painted her eyeshadow blue? Look no further than Pope Gregory, who began spreading the fake news in the 6th century. Based on a loose assumption in Luke's Gospel, the Pope forever maligned Mary as a loose woman. However, the truth is that Mary was a passionate follower of Jesus Christ, present at the cross and gloriously set free from a life tormented by seven demons. She was also first to the empty tomb. Twenty centuries of Christianity rests on a single event, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and on testimonies from people like Mary Magdalene who said they were there and saw the risen Christ. I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Hello, Brian Davis here and welcome to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones. Well, if that scripture sounds familiar, it's because Ron has been using it throughout his current series, Cracked Pots, how the glory of God shines through our brokenness. Along the way, we've studied the life of Moses, of Jacob and of King David, Today we come to yet another hero of the faith, one who found her way from torment to triumph. Her story begins next. Stick around if you can or visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen to the broadcast on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. From Luke chapter 8, here's Ron with today's Something Good Radio message, Mary Magdalene, a tormented soul set free. There are maybe 12 or 13 references in the scriptures about Mary Magdalene. And what we do know about her is often more based on rumor and innuendo that has been passed down through centuries in church history that are quite frankly not true of her. We'll get to that in a moment. But Mary Magdalene is another um, example in the scriptures of a cracked pot. We're in this series of messages titled Cracked Pots, How the Glory of God Shines Through Our Brokenness. And uh, we've looked at various Bible characters that are reflective of of, uh, something Paul said in his letter, second letter to the Corinthians. It's worth going back there to our starting point, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. Let's say this verse together. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We've been saying throughout this series that we are but earthen vessels. God is the potter, we are the clay. Uh, we're, we're, we're cracked pots, not because He created us that way. He created us in His image, but you go back to Genesis 3, sin entered the world, we inherit a sin nature, and well, here we are, fallen, broken, cracked, chipped, But the amazing thing that Paul says is we we have this treasure, the the treasure of the glorious knowledge of God and the glorious gospel of our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, he goes on to say. We have this treasure in jars of clay. And throughout this series, we've been letting that kind of sink in and just marinate our souls. God has a way of letting His power flow through and His glory shine through 
jars of clay and cracked pots. Uh, We've looked at biblical examples, both Old and New Testament. We started in the Old Testament with Moses and great Moses, you know, this great hero of the faith. Moses was a cracked pot. We, We talked about Jacob, Jacob the cheater. Jacob was a cracked pot. Even David, King David, you know, we, we know his cracks, we know his brokenness, we know where he failed and fell short. But this morning, I want to highlight a, a New Testament character that we find in the Gospels. Her name is Mary. There are many Marys in the Bible. It was a common name. I'm not talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus. I'm talking about Mary Magdalene. And Mary Magdalene is a cracked pot because somewhere in her life, before she met Jesus Christ, She opened the door in such a way that the powers of darkness gained a strategic stronghold in her life. In Luke chapter 8, verses 1 to 3, it tells us that uh, Jesus was uh, going through the cities and the villages proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God, and and, and then the 12 were with him. The 12 disciples were with him. It goes on to say, and also some women, some women were following Jesus as well. They weren't part of the 12, but they were part of a larger circle of followers of Jesus. And Luke goes on to describe them. These were women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. The first in the list is Mary called Magdalene. And here's a further description. From whom seven demons had gone out. Mary was a cracked pot because Mary had her demons, didn't she? And I mean that literally. Now, when it comes to demonic activity and the activity of the powers of darkness, we in uh, the Western church are um, not as informed about it as perhaps we need to be. We don't take it as seriously as we need to. Uh, C.S. Lewis was right in, in offering kind of two extremes we go to. He says, on the one hand, we give the devil too much attention. And there are those who are saying, you know, there's a, there's a demon behind every bush, and there's a demon to blame for every ailment and infirmity, and, and the reason you're feeling a little down today and a little blue in your mood is because you got a demon in you. And that's one extreme. The other extreme, Lewis says, is we don't give them enough attention. And that's often where we are, especially in churches like ours. And uh, we, we sort of gloss over these texts that describe a woman like Mary as someone who is healed of evil spirits, and out of whom came seven demons, okay? Uh, again, Mary, Mary was a cracked pot because she, she had opened the door to uh, a demonic influence and a strategic stronghold that came about in her life. Here's the good news, though. Jesus Christ set her free. And once in her life, she, she was not able to sing, it was well with my soul at one time in her life. But when she met Jesus Christ, this tormented soul was set free, set free from a bondage and from a stronghold that had controlled her all her life. Now, before we get deeper into that, I want to take some time to repair Mary's reputation. <laughs> because what you, what you may know about Mary Magdalene or think you know uh, it, it isn't always what is revealed in the pages of Scripture. And, Let me repair her reputation in just a couple of ways. First of all, Mary Magdalene was not a prostitute. (laughs) Where did we ever get the idea 
that she painted up her eyeshadow blue and let down her hair like a first century prostitute. I'll tell you where it came from. It was in the sixth century when Pope Gregory I identified the sinful woman in Luke chapter 7, which is unnamed and unidentified. He identified her as Mary Magdalene. Pope Gregory I said that. And in the Catholic Church, when the Pope speaks, he speaks with authority. And so everybody says, oh, okay, okay, yeah, and didn't even read the text. He said in Luke chapter 7, that sinful woman who let down her hair like a prostitute would in public and washed Jesus' feet with her tears, that that sinful woman was Mary Magdalene. Why? Because when you read further in Luke chapter 8, she's the first name mentioned. (laughs) Well, that's not the way to interpret Scripture in any way, shape, or form, but the Pope spoke with authority, and it was passed down from century after century after century for 2,000 years. And even people like us in Protestant churches, we say, oh, yeah, Mary Magdalene was that prostitute, right? No, let's unsmear her reputation. Mary Magdalene was not a prostitute. Secondly, Mary Magdalene was not the girlfriend or the wife of Jesus. (laughs) Now we fast forward up to the 21st century and to a book written a few years ago called The Da Vinci Code, written by a guy named Dan Brown. And The Da Vinci Code became a very uh, wildly successful Hollywood movie. I think there was two or three of them that they did. Here's what Dan Brown did. And my understanding is he was kind of a disgruntled Catholic. He went back into the second, second and third century and unearthed the tabloid gospels of the time, like the Gospel of Thomas, which nobody took serious back in the first, second, or third century. It never made it into the canon of Scripture but it made wild uh, speculations about the relationship, the romantic relationship between Mary Magdalene and Jesus. And even went on to suggest that Jesus really didn't die on the cross. Oh, he was injured, but he he just kind of swooned and he he came down from that cross and they kind of bandaged him up and healed him up. And then he ran off to Africa with Mary Magdalene and they started a family, okay? I call it tabloid gospels because That's what it was back in the second and third century. It's like, you know, you're standing in the supermarket and you're ready to check out with your groceries and you look over here and here's the National Enquirer. And it says, President George W. Bush was abducted by aliens and his wife is now, you know, the president of some planet out there. Now imagine, you know, we we would look at that and we say, "That's, that's fake news, it's tabloid news. There used to be a time in our culture where we understood the distinction between tabloid and real journalism. That's blurred today, unfortunately. But imagine if somebody unearthed a copy of the National Enquirer 200, 500, maybe 1,000 years from now, unearthed it and read that headline and said, they lied to us. George Bush was abducted by aliens. And they go on and on. That's what Dan Brown did in the Da Vinci Code. Took the tabloid gospels, smeared Mary Magdalene's reputation again along with Jesus and the whole gospel story as it is given evidence to us through the trusted first century writings of the eyewitnesses who were there. All right? 
Still ahead, the second half of Dr. Ron Jones' Something Good radio message, Mary Magdalene, a tormented soul set free. Need prayer today? Visit somethinggoodradio.org to share your request, and our ministry team will be happy to join you in prayer. Use the Explore option at the top of the homepage and then scroll down to the How Can We Pray For You icon. And while you're there, select the Library tab to find a host of great resources at our online store. Again, that web address is somethinggoodradio.org. Mary Magdalene had her fair share of demons. Then she met Jesus. Here's Dr. Ron Jones with the rest of today's Something Good radio message. Mary Magdalene, a life set free. So I just wanted to take some time to clear up Mary's reputation. She's not a prostitute. She wasn't Jesus's girlfriend or later his wife. But who is the real Mary Magdalene? What do we learn from these brief little mentions of her in the Scripture? First of all, uh, Mary was one of Jesus' disciples. I'm not talking about one of the 12, but again, if you go back to Luke chapter 8, it says that uh, Jesus was uh, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God uh, through the cities and the villages, and the 12 were with Him, and also some women. You see, there was a larger group of followers of Jesus. We we often talk about the concentric circles of of ministry that Jesus had. He had the 12. And even within the 12, he had a smaller group uh, known as the three, you know, Peter, James, and John. They were his go-to guys, you know. And, And then larger than the 12, there was the 72, you know, that he sent out kind of two by two and all that. And then there was the larger, you know, masses of people. And then there's mentioned here in Luke chapter 8 that there were some women that followed him as well. I always love how, you know, when, when we read the gospel stories, we, we see the gospel elevating women, never suppressing them. Anywhere the gospel goes, it gives a high and holy elevation to women in the story. If you were just making up the story, you you wouldn't include women because back then in that culture, women were not respected. They didn't have property rights. They didn't have uh, inheritance rights. When their husbands died, the property didn't go to… It was a different culture back then. The last thing you would do if you were trying to convince somebody of a story would be to elevate women in the story. If you were just making it up, You would make the men all the heroes. But the gospel writers, because this is exactly what happened, you know, mentioned the women who were part of that. So she's one of Jesus' disciples and his followers. Secondly, she was present at the cross. John 19 and verse 25 says, By standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. There she is again. She was a devoted follower of Jesus and followed him all the way to the cross and witnessed his crucifixion. And no doubt her her heart was deeply filled with sorrow as um, she stood with even Mary, the mother of Jesus. Thirdly, she was first to the empty tomb. I love this part. Mark chapter 16, verses 1 and 2, when the Sabbath was passed… Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. 
Mary Magdalene was one of the first to the tomb. Again, if you're trying to make up a story, you don't make women the heroes of the story here. You, you wouldn't put them first in the tomb, scholars say, because they, they, they weren't given that much credibility in the first century. But they're here because this is exactly the way it happened. And isn't it wonderful how Mary gets the opportunity to be among the first to know that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. She takes the message back to the disciples. She believes before they do. She's first at the empty tomb. But fourthly, and I've already alluded to this, before Mary met Jesus Christ, she was a tormented soul. A tormented soul. Mary had her demons in a very literal way. Somewhere along the way, and we don't know all the details of her past, we don't know her upbringing, we don't know whether she dabbled in occultic practices or pagan religions or what was it that cracked open the door so that the evil spirits could enter in and set up a strategic stronghold in her life. But the Bible says she was set free from seven demons, seven demons. Can you imagine the torture? Imagine the bondage. Imagine just, just the sense of, of no control. Now, this introduces us to a world that we're not always very familiar with, especially in our Western, um, our Western world, the, the idea of evil spirits and, and, and the demonic, um, uh, the realm of the devil. Jesus believed the devil was real. Make no mistake about that. Uh, he, he believed that uh, the demons were real. There were many occasions in the gospel accounts, uh, examples of interactions and confrontations Jesus had with evil spirits and people possessed by evil spirits. For example, in Matthew chapter 15, a Gentile woman came to Jesus desperately and said, my, my daughter is possessed by a demon. And, and Jesus set that, that daughter free. In Mark chapter 1, there was a man in the synagogue worshiping with the Jews who had an unclean spirit. And that unclean spirit recognized Jesus and cried out to him and spoke to him and said, Jesus of Nazareth, what are you doing here? So even the devils of hell recognized who Jesus was. Probably the most famous is uh, Luke chapter 8, and most of the gospel writers mention this story about the Gerasene demoniac that guy who was uh, located on the uh, upper kind of northern east coast of the Sea of Galilee in a region known as the Decapolis, uh, ten Gentile cities that were in that area. And he was known to be demon-possessed. He lived in the tombs, and he walked around naked, and he had superhuman strength, the Bible says. And Jesus uh, Jesus, in, in, in an effort to demonstrate His power over uh, not only the natural realm, uh, as He, as he uh, calmed the sea and the boat as they were heading in that direction, but Jesus also demonstrated that He had power over uh, the, the realm of darkness. When He came and confronted this man, spoke to uh, what amounted to a legion of demons in this man, a legion. Many, many, many. I can think of a Roman legion. <laughs> there were many that had possessed this man. And Jesus set the man free, 
And these demons had to possess something, and so they ran into the swine. You remember the story, and the swine went over the cliff. We go and visit that little area near Kersey and near uh, uh, that, that, that region of the Gerasenes when we go to Israel. And then, of course, there's Mary Magdalene. And th these are all cases of what we would call demon possession. When we step into the realm that we're talking about here, there's some language and some verbiage that we need to clarify and use here. Words like possession, oppression, and oh, let's just toss in depression, <laughs> since that's uh, a very popular one to, to think about today. What is the difference between demon possession and demon oppression and the influence of this on believers versus unbelievers. Well, generally speaking, uh, demon possession is an internal matter, an internal spiritual matter, whereas demon oppression is, is something external, okay, but equally spiritual. If you're struggling today, if you'd like to get from tormented to triumphant, our ministry team would like to help. Please visit somethinggoodradio.org and tell us how we can pray for you. And while you're there, listen to any of Dr. Ron Jones' messages on demand, including today's teaching, Mary Magdalene, A Life Set Free. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Have you ever wanted to visit the land of the Bible and walk in the footsteps of Jesus? Join Dr. Ron and Catherine Jones and the Something Good Radio team for a thrilling Israel tour happening in January 2022. Experience a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. Walk down the Via Della Rosa. Visit Gethsemane where Jesus prayed and Calvary where he shed his blood for you. Step inside the empty tomb and see for yourself that your Savior is risen indeed. Is the Holy Land on your bucket list? Experience Israel 2022. Register at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Is traveling to the Holy Land on your bucket list? Join Dr. Ron and Catherine Jones on a Something Good travel experience. Experience Israel by walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Experience Greece by navigating Paul's missionary journeys. Tour the lands of the Bible. Grow your faith. Make new friends and travel beyond belief. For more information about upcoming Something Good travel experiences, visit somethinggoodradio.org travel. Something Good Radio exists only through the faithful prayer and financial support of listeners like you. And when you give a gift today, Ron will say thank you by giving you the complete audio download of the teaching series that you're hearing now called Cracked Pots, How the Glory of God Shines Through Our Brokenness. That's Cracked Pots, How the Glory of God Shines Through Our Brokenness. Request this four-message series today when you make a gift to Something Good Radio. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456. You can also call our offices at 757-276-1099. Mary Magdalene was a tormented soul, but she was a soul set free. And I pray that that's true of anybody here today who may, be, may have opened up the door just ever so small to, to, give, to give those, those, those bullies from hell 
an opportunity to bully you and wedge their way in and create a stronghold or a bondage that you may or may not be aware of. But the power of the gospel is a power to set free the tormented soul, and it ripples through every facet of our life, so much so that it turns grouchy people when it comes to generosity into happy people. God loves a cheerful giver. Has Jesus Christ touched your life so radically and set you free to where you get excited when there's an opportunity to give? That's an indication somebody's been set free. That's tomorrow in part two of Dr. Ron Jones' message, Mary Magdalene, a tormented soul set free. Join us then for Something Good and for Ron and all of us here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.